Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. The world teacher, the Christ Maitreya, head of the spiritual hierarchy, emerged from his ancient retreat and is now in the modern world. With his disciples, the masters of the wisdom, he will inaugurate the new age of synthesis and brotherhood. Welcome to our World Teacher Program on Wellington's Access Radio 106.1 FM, presented by Teresa and David on behalf of Share International New Zealand. Our last three podcasts featured the Master Jesus and his work 2,000 years ago. You can listen to them again at share-international-nz.info under the radio tab. Now we're going to move on to the present day and for the benefit of new listeners read Benjamin Krem's description of the event which all the major religions are expecting the reappearance of their teacher. The following is a compilation sourced from the share-international.org website various handouts and Benjamin Krem's books. In fact, we can highly recommend The World Teacher for All Humanity It's a great introduction and can be read free online at the website share-international.org or if you wish to buy the book we'll be giving our contact details at the end of this program. For a number of years the magazine Share International has been a channel for information about Maitreya the world teacher. The process of his emergence into full public life has now entered its final phase. The appearance of a spiritual leader for the whole of humanity, not expected to take place yet, or anticipated in a different way, raises several questions for many, believers and non-believers alike. Both groups are unconsciously hindered in their response by their background, which does not allow them to see Maitreya simply in his true function and identity. The devotees of the various religions are often bound, to a greater or lesser extent, by the traditional framework of their faith from which it is difficult to distance themselves. What these various groups have in common is the expectation that their spiritual leader or his successor will intervene in history in a most extraordinary manner. Unfortunately, a further common factor is the belief that the members of their religion are chosen and that the teacher will bring them, and only them, paradise, either in this life or the hereafter. The reality is different. It was their followers who threw up barriers between faiths and people, not the Buddha, Krishna, Muhammad or Jesus. The great spiritual leaders in all eras have always emphasised the one undivided humanity. It was not their teachings, but their incorrect application which led to the religious wars 
intolerance, inquisitions and separatism. The key to a better understanding of the work of the great spiritual teachers is that they have always worked together. Together they form a group known as the spiritual hierarchy. This hierarchy has always supported humanity on the long path of evolution, for the most part unnoticed, working behind the scenes, but occasionally open and publicly when the time was ripe to reveal an important new teaching. Time and again these public missions have thrown into confusion a humanity equipped with too little knowledge to fathom or correctly interpret the events. In particular, announcements by various teachers of a future return and predictions couched in symbolic terms of the conditions which would surround such an event have led to much misunderstanding. A good example of this is the difficulty that the Jews had in recognising and accepting Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah especially in relation to their firm conviction that he would assert himself as a strong political and military leader. Yet Jesus was the promised new leader, but in a way not understood by Jews or Christians. A new revelation is not always given by a master of the wisdom in person. Use is frequently made of a disciple who has accepted the task of functioning as a vehicle for his master. Jesus was such a disciple, who for the last three years of his mission, from the baptism in Jordan onwards, was overshadowed by his master, the head of the spiritual hierarchy, Maitreya. In the past, the predictions of spiritual teachers about their return were pointing without exception to the events now unfolding, with the world moving into a new era not the end of time with the destruction of the world as some Christian groups hope or fear, but the end of an age and the beginning of a new cycle. This is why the world teacher is here now. This time he is not working through a disciple as an intermediary, he has come himself, an unprecedented event in human history. Above all, the appearance of Maitreya must not be seen as an exclusive event for believers, to which atheists cannot relate. The masters of the wisdom and their disciples are not a religious phenomenon. They have tried repeatedly to teach humanity the principles of justice and brotherhood, about the need for right human relations, and consequently a correct relationship between man and God. However, the churches have invariably laid emphasis on the mystical element and at the same time have monopolised the notion of spirituality, claiming it exclusively for the religious field. You have to admit, if anyone mentions God, most people will think religion. The religious path is only one way. People can progress in their evolution along completely different lines. The artist, the politician, the scientist, the manual worker, everyone, believers or non-believers, can live a real spiritual life. The deciding factor here is whether or not they are working in the service of humanity. Maitreya too gives the highest priority to service. He points to the inhumanity of a world which forces farmers in America and Europe to reduce production while every two seconds a child dies of hunger. 
a world in which poor countries groan under the burden of intolerable debts, while the industrialised countries spend hundreds of billions of dollars every year on weapons. A world in which the number of countries have or may acquire nuclear weapons is increasing, and where any armed conflict could be the last. Maitreya will make it clear to us that we face a major decision. Either we change the way we relate to one another, taking sharing as our guiding principle, and thereby build a civilization of unprecedented brilliance, creativity and beauty, or we continue in our present selfish, competitive way and destroy ourselves. Maitreya is a teacher, an advisor, a guide for all humanity. He will show us how to apply the principle of love in all our relationships, whether they are in the economic, political, educational, cultural or social spheres. He will lead us to the recognition of our own divinity and our true identity as souls. It is up to us to decide whether or not to take his counsel to heart. But he has already said that he knows our answer and we will choose to implement his teachings. This means that we are at the beginning of a new time, a time of enlightenment, of extraordinary scientific achievement and of right human relationships, a time of new understanding of that which we call God and of the role of Maitreya, of the hierarchy and of mankind in carrying out his plan. Out of this greater spiritual understanding and creative power will come a new livingness, harmony and joy. We will learn the principle of sharing and a profound understanding of the oneness of all life, great and small. His message can be summarised in a few words. Share and save the world. In this way we can put an end to the threat of war, oppression and hunger. He counsels us, take your brother's need as the measure for your action and solve the problems of the world. There is no other course. You're listening to the World Teacher Program on Wellington's Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Now we'll play a few minutes of Maitreya's message number eight, as spoken through Benjamin Krem via process of mental overshadowing. My mission is but beginning, yet already there are the signs of response, of recognition that my advent is nigh. Many there are now throughout the world who feel my presence, 
who stand open and ready for my teaching. When I make myself known I shall express the hope of all mankind for a new life, a new start. A readiness to change direction to see the construction of a new world in which men can live in peace, can live free from fear of themselves or their brothers, free to create from the joy in their hearts, free to be themselves in simple honesty. The world teacher has been expected for generations by all of the major religions. Christians know him as the Christ and expect his imminent return. Jews await him as the Messiah. Hindus look for the coming of Krishna. Buddhists expect him as Maitreya Buddha. And Muslims anticipate the Imam Mahdi. Although the names are different, many believe that they all refer to the same individual, the world teacher, whose personal name is Maitreya, which means the happy one, the one who brings joy. Preferring to be known simply as the teacher, Maitreya has not come as a religious leader or to found a new religion, but as a teacher and guide for people of every religion and those of no religion. In July 1977, Maitreya emerged from his centre in the Himalayas and took a commercial flight to London, thereby fulfilling the prophecy of descending from the clouds and returning when least expected, like a thief in the night. He has been living in London, working behind the scenes as an ordinary man concerned with modern problems, political, economic and social. He's accompanied by his disciples, the Masters of Wisdom, also known as the Lords of Compassion. 
They are called masters because they have gained complete control over their physical, emotional and mental bodies. They have mastered all that life can teach and have no need to incarnate in human bodies anymore. They have remained with us to oversee and guide humanity's evolution. All the great advances in the fields of human endeavour have been initiated and inspired by one or other of the Masters of Wisdom. The most well-known and one of the senior members of this group is the Master Jesus, who is living on the outskirts of Rome. He will take on the task of reuniting the Christian churches, easing them out of their state of crystallisation and rivalry. By doing so, he hopes to resolve the many contradictions and misunderstandings which have arisen during the course of the centuries and illustrate the relationship between Maitreya the Christ and his disciple, the Master Jesus. In fact, the title Christ does not refer to an individual at all. It is the name of a function in the hierarchy of the Masters of Wisdom. Whoever stands at the head of this hierarchy automatically becomes the world teacher. Two thousand years ago, Maitreya, who embodies the energy we call the Christ Principle, used a method called spiritual overshadowing, whereby his consciousness informed and guided the actions and teachings of his disciple Jesus. It was, therefore, the consciousness of the Christ Maitreya which was seen and experienced by those around Jesus. Now, this time, Maitreya has come as himself. Since late 1991, Maitreya has been carrying out a series of appearances like the one in Nairobi, Kenya. There, on the 11th of June 1988, he appeared miraculously out of the blue at an open-air prayer and healing meeting. He was photographed addressing, in their own language, thousands of people who instantly recognised him as the Christ. Similar events have now been witnessed by large numbers in different countries. In this way, more and more people receive proof of his presence and hopefully, in due course, will demand media response. Maitreya expects this approach to lead to the Day of Declaration, when he will leave no doubt that he is the world teacher. Maitreya will mentally overshadow all of humanity simultaneously. Each and every one of us will hear his words inwardly, telepathically, in our own language, and all will know that the world teacher is among us. The late Benjamin Krem, Scottish artist, lecturer and author of many books on this subject, travelled the world giving radio interviews, conferences and lectures on the reappearance of the world teacher. His aim was to create a climate of hope and expectancy so that Maitreya can begin his open mission without infringing the free will of the people. He was also chief editor of the magazine Share International and every month his master dictated an article for the magazine. We will read one of the articles published in June 1984. It's entitled the Son of Man, and describes eloquently the nature of the Christ, the reasons for his return and his priorities. It begins. 
Many people await the return of the Christ with trepidation and fear. They sense that his appearance will promote great changes in all departments of life. His values, they rightly assume, will necessarily alter their ways of thinking and living, and they blanch at such a prospect. Besides, so mystical has been the view of the Christ presented down the centuries by the churches, that many fear his judgment and omnipotent power. They await him as God come to punish the wicked and reward the faithful. It is sadly to be regretted that such a distorted vision of the Christ should so have permeated human consciousness. No such being exists. In order to understand the true nature of the Christ, it is necessary to see him as one among equal sons of God, each endowed with full divine potential, differing only in the degree of manifestation of that divinity. That he has achieved the fullness of that divinity is his glory, and well may we stand in reverence at this achievement. That this same achievement is rare indeed is also indisputably true. But the wonder of the Christ for men is that he was one of them. Naught there is in the trials and sufferings of men, but he did not know it. Each step of the path that men still tread has he painfully trodden. Nothing is there in the whole panorama of human experience that he has not shared. Thus truly is he the Son of Man. There can be little doubt that were he to appear unannounced in our midst, few would recognise him. So far from the general notion is he that he would pass unnoticed in the crowd. Thus it is today among his brothers as he awaits man's invitation to begin his mission. Many who see him daily know him not. Others recognise him but are afraid to speak. Still others wait and pray, hopeful that he may be the one for whom they dare not hope. Only his declaration before the world will establish him in the sight and hearts of men. While we await that day of days, let us clarify in our minds the reasons for his return. Let us understand the nature of the task which he has set himself. To establish in our midst the fact of God as he come. To recreate the divine mysteries is he here. To teach men how to love and love again is he among us. To establish man's brotherhood does he walk the earth once more. To keep faith with the Father and with man does he accept this burden. To usher in the new age has he returned. To consolidate the treasure of the past, to inspire the marvels of the future, to glorify God and man has he descended from his high mountain. Let us look at his priorities the establishment of peace, the inauguration of the system of sharing, the removal of guilt and fear, the cleansing of the hearts and minds of men, the education of mankind in the laws of life and love, an introduction to the mysteries, the beautification of our cities, the removal of barriers to travel and interchange of peoples, the creation of a pool of knowledge accessible to all. 
That such a task is not an easy one, not even for the Son of Man, is clear. Ancient habits of division and separation have strong roots, while fear and superstition cast their spell over millions of mankind. But never before in the history of the world has the teacher come better equipped for his task. Maitreya has come to do battle with ignorance and fear, division and want. His weapons are spiritual understanding, knowledge and love. His shining armour is the truth itself. That concludes the Master's message. Over the last quarter of a century, Maitreya and the Masters of the Spiritual Hierarchy have been preparing humanity by flooding the world with miracles, signs of hope which alert people of all faiths and of none to the emergence of the World Teacher. Maitreya appears to individuals as a vision in the flesh and in dreams. He has appeared and disappeared into thin air before specially convened gatherings of influential people, including politicians, diplomats, members of royal houses and leading figures within the media world. Enormous numbers of people have been touched by Maitreya's grace and healing, by his uplifting, encouraging presence. People have been rescued from certain death, inspired with hope, inspired to take action to serve their fellow men. None who have experienced Maitreya and the Masters have failed to be changed to some degree. As to Maitreya's qualities, we offer this description given by Benjamin Krem's Master in the Share International publication, October 1999. When men see Maitreya in full and open view, they will find much to admire, his grace and joy, his modest wisdom and all-inclusive love, his readiness to share all that he has and is with men of every station. His humility will astound. His knowledge, vast and deep beyond measuring, will reveal to men the paucity of their own. Thus will they turn to him for guidance and, sure of his concern, become again students and earnest seekers they once were. Thus will it be, and thus will the great Lord present to men the blueprint of the future. That future holds for men such wonders that few today could comprehend them. And that's our programme for today. If you have any questions or would like to know more about the World Teacher Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom, please call us on 06-3646-101. That's 06-3646-101 or visit the website share-international.org where you'll find more information on the various aspects of the emergence. To inquire about Share International magazine subscriptions, books by Benjamin Krem or our monthly free of charge newsletter, which contains extracts from the current Share International magazine, the number is 04234 That number again is 04234 Or write to P.O. Box 9576 Wellington. Thank you for listening to us on Wellington's Access Radio 106.1 FM. And please tune in to our next World Teacher programme on Saturday the 21st of January at the usual time of 10am. 
You can listen again to this program and previous ones by visiting our website at share-international-nz.info and click on the radio tab. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.